Hey girl, you feel that? That's boyfriend material. This is episode 30, The Gray Man from 2022. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode is brought to you by Adidas Climacool. Do you feel that? Oh, what's that? That's boyfriend material. You know why? Why? Because Climacool material goss wicks away the moisture, and this movie mm. is Gosswick. He does. Ooh, he does. Gosswick Park. This I we this is our first episode in almost three years. Gosling Jesus, walked really? away from yeah our, our well, last episode acting. Frankenstein and Maine. Yeah, yeah, no, because his last movie was First Man, which came out while we were doing this show. Uh, but the last episode we did was Frankenstein and Me, which released on Halloween 2019. Oh, so it's almost been three years since we did the show. I forgot how to open it. I remembered somehow. Not, I did not listen to an episode. I know we don't have intro or you know commercial music in the middle like we do on Too Fast because we thought we did for Zach, Zach Attack and we did not over there, right? So yeah. we're back, baby. We are back on Boyfriend Carol because Gosling's back. That's true. And it's really funny because um, Haley, a listener from Too Fast who was listening to Boyfriend Material, had messaged me and she was like, hey, are you guys going to do any more Boyfriend Materials? And we're like, but Goss isn't really act- like I. Yeah. I was like Goss hasn't really been acting, and then all of a sudden, yeah. boom, he's back, the gray man. We got an email two months ago, which I think I read on Too Fast from Naboja Rakovic, which I am so sorry that I probably got both those pronunciations terribly wrong. I apologize. He says, "Hey guys, I think he. I don't know. They say, hey guys. I know it's been a while, but Ryan's coming back with a new movie soon. I hope you cover it. I loved listening to your podcast. Greetings from Serbia, Nabosha, Naboja. Again." So sorry. Uh, but thank you for writing. That's if you awesome. Email yeah. us, boyfriend material case with me. We are back. I mean, if Gosling keeps acting, one thing that I learned this movie watching is that holy fuck, was I missing how charming Ryan Gosling is? Yeah, I will say, we'll get to the discussion because there's other stuff yeah. we'll do before the discussion. I think this script sucks. I think <laughs> Gosling has an uncanny ability to take lines that, like, I would groan at almost any other yes! actor. And I'm literally laughing out loud. Like, I think I was trying to think about this because I'm just like, who else could do this? I think the list starts and ends with Brad Pitt. I think he's Ah. the only person I think is charming and like funny enough. That combination that like I would laugh at things. Honestly, like there's a line in here where uh, Ana de Armas says, let's go. And he says no. And then she pulls a gun on him and says, let's go. And he goes, sounded like a question. It sounded sounded like like a question. question. (laughs) Yep. And I can imagine reading on a screenplay and being like the fuck is this that's that's terrible but the way he says it i laughed I was Same. Like, oh god that's that's so funny and i don't think that's true of like almost any actor so i'm right there with you i missed i missed him saving mediocre movies i'm gonna whisper this one to you that and i think that you're right i don't even think zeph can can like rescue a script like this i don't think so and i think channing our other you know it's there's it, it's something it's has a different it's a different kind of charm right? yeah do you do you think okay so i have a question for you that i was thinking about just sorry as i'm watching this movie because i'm missing gosling and i'm realizing mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. that we had this void of him doing this and he does it in pretty much every movie now that i think about it too yep do you think that he is this much fun in real life like do you think that he's like dry and like comical in that kind of like sarcastic kind of way in real life or do you think that that's just like his acting spin on things or what? 
so I have been in a room with him once, which I probably told the story on the podcast years ago. Okay. And I also was at a screening in Austin at the draft. This is both in, in Austin. I was at a screening of his film, Lost River, Gaz River, and he and Robert Rodriguez came in. They were going to do, like, we got, like, I don't remember what happened, but we, like, they were doing a Q&A in the other screening. I think that maybe sold out or we or who knows okay. what. Like, we weren't in that. But they introduced the movie for us. So I think they were, like, the one showing was ending. But before they went over there, they came in ours and they talked about it. So I was there for that. Like, I was in the front row because we're like, oh, he's going to be there. Like, my sister and I are like, we need to be, like, close to Gosling. Yep. And she wore her Gaz All Over shirt that I bought her. Like, the his face all over yeah. our cover art for this podcast. And another time at the Draft House, I saw the nice guys, the nice Goss. And there was a live streamed Q&A from L.A. with him and Russell Crowe. So this is a long way of saying that's still him performing. Like, I don't think that's Gosling the person. I think that's still Gosling, like, the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in both those times, he was just as charming as he is in the movies. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So that's probably a little bit closer to normal. But I think the answer is I don't know. We, we don't know for sure. But I think probably he's a delight to be around. Yeah, it seems like it. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't take himself too seriously and stuff, so it doesn't seem like it, at least. And he's, like, kind of quiet and, like, you know, like, he and 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 Mrs. Ryan Gosling, Ava Mendez, like, they, yeah. they're not, like, splashy. They're not all over the place. Like, I think they just want to be left alone and, like, do their job and then go home. And, like, that's cool by me. So I was looking because, like we said, this is Gosling's first movie in four years. He stepped away. He and Ava Mendes both stepped away. There's been news in the last year or so that she's willing to come back, but she doesn't want to do, like, sexual things yep, and violent yep, things yep, and, like, you know, yep. picking and choosing. But I was looking at the movies he's got coming up. and Go ahead. I It is staggering how excited I am for literally every single one of these movies. Only one I know about is Barbie coming up, but go, what Barbie's else? Barbie's like, the, it's the talk of the town. Yes, yeah. Barbie's the talk of the town. All the pictures, everything, It's it looks awesome. Go ahead. So Greta Gerwig's Barbie, Yep. I think is probably going to be the next movie we're getting because that's shooting now. Yep. He's playing Ken in Greta Gerwig's Barbie coming out next year sometime. Yep. Reference in this movie, by the way. Chris Evans calls him a Ken doll. Yep. There's been chatter in the last couple of weeks that he has said, and I don't know, I think it's while he's doing promo for this movie and because MCU is everywhere, I don't think he came out and said this. I think they probably asked him about this. But he has said that he would love to play Ghost Rider in the MCU. There's your, hey, hey. Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah. So Kevin Feige, the mastermind at Marvel, says, he. I guess they didn't commit to Ghost Rider. He's like, we would love to find a place for him in the MCU. So it's not like we would love to have him play Ghost Rider, but just like, we would love to have him, because of course you would. Who would? Why would you not want to have Ryan Gosling in your movies? Kevin Feige needs to uh, do a full Vin Diesel. Like, if you tell me you want to be in my movies, you got a movie. You got a role, at least. You would think that, like, Kevin Feige has a Groot on his shelf somewhere, and just it has Vin Diesel's voice. Like, he should be channeling Vin more often than he is, you know? Yeah, because we were always talking about, like, if you, if you tell Vin Diesel you want to be in a Fast and the Furious movie, you pretty much just walk onto the set the next day. Yeah, especially so, if you're, like, a really famous person who's yes. going to help the box office. <laughs> exactly. If you're Brie Larson or you're Helen Mirren, right? It's just like, I love that. And it's like, okay, cool, you're, you're in the movie now. So. Yep. He's reuniting with Derek C. in France, who directed The Gosby on the Pines and Blue Valentine for Wolfman, which is of particular note to Mike Manzi and Dan Cologne on The Monsters That Made Us. But that's yeah. the universal horror, universal monster movie. Very Where cool. I think he's going to play Wolfman. Fucking awesome. Just give it to me. Both those movies that they did together, Pines and Blue Valentine, are Great. both awesome. So. Yeah. He's teaming up with David Leach, the director of Hobbs and Shaw and Atomic Blonde, for a movie called The Fall Guy. And the logline for this is a Hollywood stuntman. Colt Seavers uses his daredevil skills to moonlight 
as a bounty hunter. Okay, so awesome. drive, but a bounty hunter. Yep. Okay, sold. Give it to me. By a great action director. Yep. We're got, uh, he's teaming up with Duke Johnson, whose name I did not remember immediately, but he directed Anomalisa, which is the movie that Charlie Kaufman wrote, that like sort of stop motion puppet movie that was really kind of fucked up and weird and awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's teaming up with Duke Johnson for a movie called The Actor. The logline for that is when New York actor Paul Cole is beaten and left for dead in 1950s Ohio, he loses his memory and is stranded in a mysterious small town where he struggles to get back home and reclaim what he's lost. Hmm. Seems a little bit more serious than the other ones, but Duke Johnson, like Anomalisa is so weird and good that I feel like whatever this is won't be like normal. You know what I mean? Like it'll be like there's gonna be a twist on it in some way. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, it's it, it's more it's more intriguing than exciting for me. If you get the sense of yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. Mysterious yeah. intrigue. Yeah. And then the final one, and I'm not skipping on this. I'm like, oh, that's that doesn't sound good. Like I'm not. These are all like this is list the list of all the things on his IMDb. Team with Lord Miller, who did like the Lego movie, did like a, they're just they oh, do everything right. They got okay. their hands in every pie. Okay. Team with them on a movie called Project Hail Mary, which is based on a book by Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian. And Project okay. Hail Mary is about an astronaut who tries to save Earth while alone in outer space. So we got him in First Man. We got him now in outer space again with the guy who wrote The Martian by Lord Miller. Like that's gonna be awesome too. Like that is six movies or five movies that all I'm probably going to love. No pressure, but like, that's awesome. Do you feel that? Boyfriend material? Again? Feels like boyfriend material to me. The other news from this week, because this movie came out of Netflix as we're recording six days ago. It was in theaters like two weeks ago for a week, because that's why Netflix is like, hey, we need to be qualified for Oscars. Like, we're going to be in theaters for a week. Okay. Gray Man debuted on Netflix, and Netflix has already said that they're going to do a sequel and a spinoff. They want to turn into a major spy franchise. Holy shit. I did not know that. But I could watch Gauze do another one of these because th- this, it really, what? We're coming off a run here where, like, just for Too Fast, we just watched Den of Thieves. Mm-hmm. We we really enjoyed, right? It's just fun. This movie was pretty fun. Like yeah. I Like, Ryan Gosling playing John Wick, I'm down. I'd watch another one of these. So this is tied with Red Notice, a movie we covered on Too Fast, Too Forever, which stars The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. It ties that movie for the most expensive movie that Netflix has ever made. It's $200 million. So I was like, going to ask you if this if this was a gigantic budget or if it was a – I mean, well, I guess CGI too, but I was, or is it a ton of CGI? But I guess it's kind of both maybe? I think it's both. I think that the, the big thing with Red Notice when that came out late last year, was that last year or was that this year? When did Red Notice, that came out last year. Last year, yeah. That that was a movie that got like shut down while filming because of the pandemic. And so they had to do all this like CGI to complete scenes that like shouldn't have had CGI. And so people were like, this looks weird and bad. Uh, this, I think, was shot entirely like during the pandemic, or, like since the pandemic began. Yeah. However yeah, you yeah. want to phrase that. So I think that there's obviously CGI because like it's an action movie and like you know there's a plane that you explodes can't in this movie. Throw a train over itself. Right. Yeah. You can't like literally destroy Prague, but I think it, it. There's also a combination of like some practical effects in here and too, right? But like yeah, two hundred million dollars to make this, along with Red Notice, the most expensive thing. And if you remember, after Red Notice, they're like, yeah, we're gonna do Red Notice two and three. So it's like okay, so. Netflix is just hungry for that franchise, and maybe they got it with a great man. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know that they have They have not said what the spinoff will be. The logline is being kept under wraps for now, so who knows? Okay, that's fine. But you got room. Like, There's a whole bunch of characters that you're like, ooh, I want to know more about that, or whatever, right? So. Yeah, yeah. 
Chris Evans was originally they wanted. So this is directed by the Russo brothers who did the Avengers movies, and like he they've obviously worked with him a bunch in Marvel stuff, right? With yeah, Chris Evans, exactly. So they wanted him for the Gosling role for for six, but he's like, no, I want to do the villain, and so they put him in the villain role. I kind of think it worked out. I I I'd liked. We've never seen Gosling do like any of this like hand to hand fighting stuff, right? Like even in like Drive and. Well, in Only God Forgives, he does. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. He's normally, like, he's not usually, like, a scrapper like this. Like, this is or more of, like, an star. action movie. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is fully, like, you're making an action movie. So they put Chris Evans over there. On Chris Evans' first day of filming, he accidentally hit Ryan Gosling in the face with his gun, which, I mean, come on, watch the face, man. Yeah, exactly. But the, the history of this movie, I guess this has been, because this is based on a 2009 novel. So I guess once that came out, people were like, oh, we should adapt this. Like, there's a story here. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. originally, it was going to be Brad Pitt in the Gosling role with James Gray to direct who James Gray directed. He's a, he's a little old, I think. Well, this is, if it's 2010, like oh. 12 years ago. Oh, right? I thought like, you said, a, I thought you said like, like 20. Okay, yeah. I don't know okay. when this was. There were no dates on IMDb, but this okay. is at some point. So James Gray would eventually go on to direct Brad Pitt in Ad Astra, that astronaut movie that came out a couple years ago, which is great. Okay. But he's also done, like, The Lost City of Z. Like, he's just a really, really, really good director. And that apparently fell apart. Then, later, my girl, other podcast, Charlize Theron, our girl, Cypher, was originally going to star, I don't know if in the Six role or in the Honor to Armist role, I don't know. And Christopher McQuarrie, who is Tom Cruise's main director now, he does all the Mission Impossible movies now, he was going to direct, and that fell apart. And oh, then here we landed okay. on the Russo brothers with Gosling, so... None of those sound bad. We always have, like, a thing where, like, oh, I can't see that. Right. All of those kind of sound like they would have, might have worked. I would watch any of those movies, and they'd all be, Same. you know, about as good as this, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, this movie is available on Netflix. If you have not seen it, go watch it. It's two hours, just, you know, it's... It's kind of a dumb action movie. Just, like, sit back, turn your brain off a little bit, and just enjoy fun. I think that that was, like, one of my biggest qualms with the movie is that, like, you know, I don't do very well with action, and it's very fast-paced action. So, like, I kind of drift out during those, like, hand-to-hand things. And I think the plot is mainly just a vehicle to get you from, like, one action set piece to another, which is a weird gripe to have considering we love the fast and furious movies which essentially existed in the same world right like they're trying just to move you along gosling is so great in this movie and it was so refreshing to have him back that i i really really enjoyed it and like the the things that i was like complaining about here on the front end are very minuscule compared to like how much i did enjoy watching this movie yeah I think so, for sure. So we'll, we'll get into the movie now, I guess, because I don't think there's any yeah. other, there's no other Gosling news, I don't think, or anything else, like, anything else you've seen him do otherwise in, like, any, you always watch, like, the the Today Show or whatever in the morning, right? Like, is there anything that you've seen him, like, promoting this movie or no? No, I don't even think he ran promo for this movie. Like, I think Netflix was like, we're just going to put it on the banner and see how it goes. Like, I mean, yeah, I like, I watch, you know, Today Show every morning as I'm, like, drinking coffee, getting ready for work, and, like, you know, they'll hammer you with promo for anything coming out. Right. But also, this is, they're, like, an NBC network, so they do, like, a lot of Peacock promo, so maybe, you know, it's, like, Yeah, and I guess Netflix doesn't have that kind of promo arm, right? Like, it's a different, like, they just put up billboards in places or whatever, right? So Yeah. So this movie is on Netflix. If you want to go watch it, go watch it. When the CIA's most skilled mercenary known as Court Gentry, a.k.a. Sierra Six, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, he becomes a primary target 
and is hunted around the world by psychopathic former colleague Lloyd Hansen and international assassins. So in this movie, we got Gosling, of course. We've got yep. Chris Evans as the psychopathic former CIA guy now in the private sector. Yes. We've got Ana de Armas from the upcoming Marilyn Monroe movie Blonde, also from Oh, Deep that was Water. just getting promoed this morning, actually. Blonde was getting promoted this morning. She So when she was in the new Bond movie, she did you see the new Bond movie, No Time to Die? No. So she is not really a Bond. Like I don't know exactly what the like. This is this sounds like a dumb thing to say. I don't know what the definition of a Bond girl is. If it's just an actress in the movie, I don't know if it has to be someone who sleeps with him, whatever. But she's it's, it's in the like, movie. It's it's one. It's it's his movie love interest, kind of like the one that he flirts with in the movie. That they're like kind of in like a weird tango. That's like the Bond girl. So she's not a Bond girl. She's just like a woman in a Bond movie that is brought in to help him with the mission. And she's awesome. Like, I love Ana de Armas. I've loved her since I saw her in Knock Knock, this like sleazy movie with Keanu Reeves and her and Lorenzo Izzo that Eli Roth made. Great, crazy, insane movie. Not good, but I love it. Okay. Um, so I've loved her for a while. I think she's a great actor. But in No Time to Die, she's in one scene, she's awesome, and then she never comes back. It's like, what the fuck? What? Why are you going to cast her and then yeah. not bring her back? And so here, the first half of this movie, she does, like, one thing. I'm like, did they do another? No. Did they cast another Ana de Armas where she gets one thing to do? Nope. And then, like, in the middle, she's, like, driving the car and kind of trying to save him. Like, is she just going to be help? And then, like, the back half, she, like, is doing stuff. So I was so glad that she has things to do because she's great. Yeah, no, she was a great part of this movie. And I could see you were saying that Charlize, you know, you didn't know where she was. That's a great Charlize role, too. I think so. I think it's probably too small for her. Like, Ana de Armas, I think, is on the rise. I think after Blonde comes out, she's really going to kind of blow up. I agree. It, like, you know, at this stage, yes. But, like, there was a stage where, like, this would be a great, like, pre-Mad Max. Even then, she was really big. Okay, fair. Uh, I don't know when to put the, the line before I think it, it, but there was be, a... like, it would be about 2000. Like, let me look back, because, like, she... It's it's honestly hard to say because of the way that sexism just is in Hollywood, and I don't know. Like they're like, oh yeah, no, she can do whatever. Like I think they there's a certain point where they would have rewritten it for that she to be the like the lead as opposed to the Anna Armas role. Yes. Um, if I'm looking back, because going back, Bombshell, she's a star of Long Shot, Tully, Gringo, Fate of the Furious, Atomic Blonde, Fury Road in 2015. Like she's the second, she's the romantic lead in A Million Ways to Die in the West, that Seth MacFarlane movie. So like I think. Before that, like, young adult, like, I think around 2010, I think, she was still, like, big. Like, she was still, like, a star. But I think yes. they had not necessarily been, like, we need to write movies around her. Like, we're going exactly. to get her because she's beautiful and she's the female lead. So, like, I don't think you're, you're not wrong. Like, I think she would have been, like, 10 years. Like, in the earlier iteration. Yep. Like, in yep. that Brad Pitt one or whatever. Exactly. But yeah, Under Arm is great. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton in this movie? Yeah, as... strangely. It surprised me. And he looks, like, younger than he has for a while. <laughs> In some weird way? I haven't really seen him in a lot recently other than that one season of Fargo. Like, I don't know what he's been... Have you seen him in anything recently? No, I'm just saying, like, he looks like... He looks older in movies that I've seen, and they're from a long time ago. In this, he looks like, oh, the same age, and it's... And, like, the last thing I've seen him in was probably, like, ten years ago. You know what I mean? So it's... That's what I'm saying, more so. He hasn't aged, but also he always looked, like, really old. So, like, maybe he's eating clean. I don't know. I loved him in the start of this. Like, when, when they're in that 2003 scene where he's, like, 
the bubble gum. Not really interrogating, but yeah, the bubblegum scene. I'm like, this is great. Like, I haven't seen him. And then, like, as the movie goes on, I'm like, I think he's all wrong for this part. Like, he's like when he's actually, like, running around, I'm like, this isn't, like, what I want to see from him. Uh, I, I just, this like, is I what to... I was saying. When you said Brad Pitt, I imagine him as Brad Pitt now in that role in this okay. movie. And when you said that, I was like, oh, shit. I would really have liked Billy Bob Thornton to be Brad Pitt. That would have worked out really, really well. But you were saying, oh, you know, it's earlier, whatever, whatever. But, like, that, that's, that's where my brain immediately went. I agree with you. I think you could find somebody better than Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton isn't bad, but I could have switched him out, and I wouldn't have cared. My bigger issue with this movie's casting is I think Chris Evans is bad in this movie. I don't like it, and I think that it's the character, not so much him. Maybe it's him trying to play a villain, but, yes, I agree. I did not like that character. And I can't tell you if... Yeah, I don't think he's bad. I, I, I can't tell in that sense. I, I think, think that like, the character's bad. They're trying to do, like, this kind of, like, off-the-beaten-path, like, kind of a psycho villain, kind of like a... Oh, look at him. He's, like, a clean cut. Like, he he doesn't look the part of, like, this menacing villain or whatever. Like, I, I, I like him a lot as Captain America, but then, like, in Knives Out, I didn't like him. And I don't think he's very good in that movie. And everyone, when I saw that in theaters, like, I, didn't, I didn't love that movie. But, like, did you see Knives Out? I did. And um, we really liked it. My sister really liked it. Like, yeah, like, a lot of people around us were like, oh, this is a this was a lot of fun. I liked it a little bit more the second time. Again, Ana de Armas in that, loved her in that. But there's something, like, when I saw that in theaters, every single thing he said, everyone laughed at. And I'm like, these aren't even meant to be funny. Like, you just love him because he's Captain America. Yeah, no, I did. I didn't do that, but like, I liked him in it, and I liked him overall. Like, and I liked that movie, but I don't. Th- I wasn't like, oh my god, like smitten by right. They're they're sort of doing like a similar kind of like cast against Typer. Like, they, you know, the Russo brothers obviously like working with him because the Avengers movies or whatever. And I was trying to think like how you would fix it because I think like what like the dynamic works. Like, I think the dynamic the dynamic between the characters works. Like a psychopathic former guy, like you know being brought back in to catch this guy or whatever, I think the movie would be a lot more interesting if that was played by a woman. Like, if Charlize was that role. Oh, that's Or if someone, fun. like, like just someone where it's, like, it, just the the sort of feigned or, like, the, the spin on the machismo there. I'm just like, I don't, I don't think this is interesting. I don't exactly know what they're going for, but I'm just like, this doesn't really quite work for me, the way that either it's written or he's playing it or something. I, just, I, I don't know. I can see that. I, I, could, see, I could see it being Helen Mirren. Honestly, like like an older woman too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have an image in my head of what I think would be better, but I agree with you. I'm following along. And I think you would have to like you obviously have to change the ending because like you couldn't have like a real physical because like at the end you get a sense of like oh no he's a better fighter like he's a better physical fighter than Ryan Gosling. He's only losing the end here because like he literally had two fingers blown off his hand, right? Yeah, yeah. But like he is kicking Gosling's ass. So I feel like if you have someone, you know, no shade to like, because like Charlize could also do it, but like there's very few actresses who could like take Gosling one-on-one when like we're like, oh, Gosling is like historically good at killing people, right? Like it's yeah. a line that he's historically good at what he does. Yep. So I think you have to change that end a little bit, but like I don't think like you wouldn't have to change anything else. And I think the dynamic in the middle of just like, oh, isn't this isn't this bad guy really weird? Like it, it wouldn't feel as like, yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. We have as the real kind of bad guy behind the scenes, the guy who's like in charge of this whole mission, Reggie John Page. Do you know this guy? He's like the star of Bridgerton. Like every girl's in love with him. No, I I didn't know this guy at all. But Rachel commented like she knew who he was. So yeah, he was in the. 
first season, I think, of Bridgerton. I don't think he came back for the second one. I haven't seen any of that, but everyone loves him because he's obviously a beautiful man. Yeah. Um, I don't Super really, handsome. I don't, like, he's just kind of whatever in this movie. Like, I don't think he's great in this movie. The Russo brothers who made this movie wanted to play Bond, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I, uh, maybe. It's like, I guess it's like the role of, like, kind of like the head of the CIA. You kind of have to play it, like, like, tight. You know what I mean? Like, you have yeah. to seem uptight. So, again, I think this might be a character issue more than him. Because he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have a ton of time to, like, really flex what he's doing, right? Exactly. And it's just like, oh, I'm also a bad guy that is, like, in charge of a intelligence agency. And, like, he's younger. So, that also feels weird. Because, like, you know, like, normally we get, like, Mr. Nobody or somebody that's, like, older that you're, like... Uh, fucking billy bob thornton you know like he was the former guy right so you're like okay like it's an older guy and like they can kind of have like that old guy like i'm on my way out type situation and like he can't play that he needs to play like really straight really tight to to be like if you're a young guy in charge of something like that i think that's like it's it's true to what would happen but not very interesting on film yeah, because his whole thing is like, I have no nonsense. Like, I didn't yep. let other people's failures bring me down, blah, blah, blah. I like, I yeah, succeeded. And like that, whole, that whole, like, the backstory just doesn't leave room for anything of interest, right? Like, exactly. I don't know. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yep. I don't have a better part for that. I just, I, I didn't love him here. His right-hand woman in this movie um, is played by Jessica Henwick, who, did you see the new Matrix? I don't remember. Did we talk about that? Did you see the new Matrix, Matrix 4? No. No, Came I out, like, not. last Christmas, yep. or this past Christmas? Yep, no, I didn't watch it. She plays the main kind of new person named Bugs. Uh, she's like a hacker who's like inspired by Neo. She's great in that. She's also in the Iron Fist TV show, which okay. I didn't see, but like in that whole like Marvel Netflix world. Yeah, yeah. Which they just, I don't know if you saw it today, but Edgar Wright, they're, they're doing like a, oh, what's it called? Series called Heroes for Hire with Luke Cage and Iron Fist coming back. And Edgar Wright is directing a TV series for Disney+. Plus. So Iron Fist, I don't think people liked, but they're both coming back. Anyway, she's from Iron Fist. Okay, that's cool. We got Alfred Woodard as Margaret, who's kind of like this like retired sort of woman who's just badass. She's been in like everything. She's, she's awesome, dude. She's in your I, beloved TV show C. Yep, I really like her. And when I saw her, I was like, Rachel, who is that? I really like this actress. And she was like, yeah, she's the lady from C. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. In C, she looks much different because, you know, just the, the set and setting of the movie or the show – and she has, like, long dreads and stuff like that. So, like, I couldn't really recognize her. But I did recognize her face. And, like, when she was acting, I was like, oh, she's really good in this, too. I liked her. Yeah, because I looked her up on IMDb, and I'm like, what do I know her from? And, like, there's not a thing. It's just that she's been in everything. Like, she's got, like, 125 credits or something. She's great in everything she does. Like, she's yeah. been, like, listed on lists of, like, best actors alive, best actors working. Like, she's just great. I agree. And she's got a really good role here. And that's an and that's an interesting role too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. th- she has room to breathe there. It's like, oh, I'm kind of retired. I'm like Gosling's only friend. Whatever, whatever. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Like you, you can have some play and fun time with that. Did you recognize the little girl in this movie? Oh, she's only been in one other thing that I think you would know, but you've definitely seen it. Oh, uh, it's actress's name is Julia Butters. She plays Claire in this movie. That's a great name, Julia Butters. I like that. Great name. No, I, she's her face looks familiar, but you know what I think she looks like? She looks like a young, who's Al Pacino's stepdaughter, Leo's girlfriend. Oh, Cammy Marone. Yeah, she looks like a like I was seeing a lot of her face in her, but so I can't I can't break them apart. Who is she? I will tell you her famous acting line. Maybe you'll remember the movie she's been what? in. What? That 
was the best acting I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't remember. What is it? She's the little girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's the one who like acts across from Leo in that one scene in that like uh, when he's in that like old timey western thing. How about that? Did you see what my brain put together there? Because I had mm-hmm. no idea who she was, and I already I pieced her together with Leo, so like by a connection. Wow. Can you imagine like how many women are? probably super jealous of this girl that she's acted across from leo and gosling in like and she's like she's 13 now so she's probably 12 (laughs) when she made this movie and like 10 or 9 when she made that movie like how many it's like oh my god i've had crushes on two actors my entire life leo and gosling and it's just like this 12 year old girl named julia butters and this one she like like not in a in a creepy way that i'm perceiving but she like is kind of like canoodling like younger sister to gosling too and there's like a lot of like the come give me a hug like i'm gonna protect you type situation so like this was i was like wow yeah Yeah, she i thought that when i'm watching i'm like that little girl has a lot of jealous friends but the most important casting not for this podcast but for other podcasts or too fast too forever new episodes every tuesday wherever you get podcasts go listen there if you like this show and you want more of this, go listen to Fast, because it's the same thing, it's just different movies. Same thing. We say it every time we do a movie for this, every time we do a movie for Zack Attack. It's the same thing. It's the exact same Did thing. you recognize the actor who plays her father? No, I didn't even see her father in this movie. Sorry. Who was it? Shea Wiggum, a.k.a. Stasiak. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> He's like, we, we need to play like six degrees of Stasiak at this point. Yeah, man. Like, forget Kevin Bacon. He's like, once you get to the Fast and Furious, you just go anywhere, so. I will be honest, uh, I did not recognize him, I did not see him in this movie, so I didn't, you know, I'm right there with you, I'm just looking at the list of, like, who else else am I missing? Uh, Oh, Shea Wiggum, Shea Wiggum. Yeah, I totally, there must have been, like, one flashback cutscene that was like, this was her dad, and they're dead, you know, like, because the only thing that I thought was, like, I know Billy Bob Thornton's her uncle, but, like, I didn't even see her parents, so. And then the only other guy, and it's not somebody that I know, but the guy who plays Lone Wolf, that guy who gets the necklace and then gives it back to Ana Darmas at the end because he has a okay. heart, yeah. Yeah. is this guy who goes by one name, Danush, D-H-A-N-U-S-H, and he's this huge Indian actor. Like oh, He's cool. the lead of this movie, Karnan, which people love. Like I think I don't know if he's a Bollywood actor, because I know there's a lot of like subsets in terms of Indian films. Like, Fair. I don't want to classify yes. him as a Bollywood actor, but like yes. he's, I think, a huge... like You don't put a guy... like In a movie where like everyone's like kind of like a name... I feel like you don't put someone who, like, no one knows in a role, like, that's not huge, but, like, pretty big, unless you're somewhere, like, you're big somewhere else, right? So, like, I wasn't too familiar with this guy, but like, he's been in a bunch of other movies that, like, I've heard of, at least. I haven't seen them, but, like, I know kind of of this guy, so. It tracks. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Like, if we've had this happen before in a lot of movies that we watch, and we're like, oh, we didn't recognize, like, one person, and, like, the cast is just fucking huge, and you're like, okay, well, and then you learn, you know, like, this is probably, like, the biggest actor in Singapore yes. that exists, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, oh, why do the why do the Fast and Furious cast this guy? Why do they cast Ozuna? It's like, oh, because Ozuna is the biggest Latin pop star that, yes. like, your white ass has never heard of, right? It's just like, oh, yeah, no, he's enormous everywhere that's not America, and even also in America, you just don't, like, you're not into that kind of music, and, like, just putting him in, like, two scenes is going to bring, like, you know, $10 million in additional life or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all of you, like, behind the scenes. So let's talk about it. What did you think overall of The Gray Man? And also, I want to compare it to Red Notice, the other movie that we covered on Too Fast. That's, like, I think not the same as this, but similar enough because it's a Netflix, expensive Netflix movie that, like, is a big draw. They're doing sequels. So, like, what did you think of this movie and compare it, if you, if you can, to Red Notice? 
I did like this movie. I found it very enjoyable. Like I said, I have problems with action sequences. I can never blame that on the movie. That's me. That's just my brain and how it processes the movies. So, like, when the action sequences run long and are cut very, very quickly, I just, like, zone out. Like, my brain just is like, nope, and shuts off immediately. I had trouble with that, but beyond it, I think Gosling was super charming. Comparing it to Red Notice, I was actually talking about this today with um, a couple of my coworkers because I said, like, you know, I was watching this movie, whatever, whatever, and one of my coworkers actually brought it up. He said, like, oh, compared to Red Notice, I think that the Gray Man is um, a lot more serious. Yeah. And I can agree with that. Like, Red Notice definitely felt more campy, but it, it was meant to be more comical. You got Ryan Reynolds... That makes sense. Um, I enjoyed both, though. Like, I kind of like this now weird in-between Netflix action blockbustery type situation. It's a big action movie. They kind of have some more play. Like, I saw a lot of interesting things in this movie that I was like, oh, these are fun and interesting takes that you can kind of get away with because you're not having to make Mission Impossible 8. I get that they're also trying to start a franchise, so I think that might play into it. But because you're not making, like, James Bond 30, Mission Impossible 8, Fast and the Furious 10, like, you have some leeway to, like, do weird, interesting things, and, like, that's cool. So, um, I enjoy both. I think uh, if I had to pick one... I might like Red Notice better, because I like when my action movies are a little bit more campy and tongue-in-cheek. But I think Gosling's the best actor out of both movies, so... Yeah, I think this movie wants to be better. Like, I don't think Red Notice is trying to be good. I think Red no. Notice is trying to be fun. Yep. This movie's trying to be better in in a way kind of makes it worse, because I don't think either is great. Yeah. Um, I think Red Notice is probably easier to watch, but I liked... Like, the Gosling in this, and not just because of the podcast. I mean, we did the podcast because we like we love Gosling, so, like, it's, it's kind of hand-in-hand. Yes. But I think Gosling in this, like, I think, like, what you just said... I like his performance in this more than anything in that movie. And I also probably like Ana de Armas in this more than almost anything in that movie, too, right? Like, it's like, That's fair. there's things about this, but I think the overall, like, how serious this movie wants to be, I'm just like, mm, all it, right. It, like, falls, I, it falls a little flat on its own seriousness. I think if it took itself a little bit less serious, it would have worked better. I agree. I agree. And Gosling is the one who does take this, like, you know, with the line we brought up, like, it sounded like a question and, like, all these other things that he's doing in the movie. You're like, oh, he's making this a fun, playful action movie, but everybody, like, Chris Evans is trying to be, like, a very hard action movie villain. And it's like, can we kind of get, like, an in-between from both of you, you know? Yeah. Because these are two movies that, like, critics, by and large, hated. Yes. Um, people, critics like this one a little bit more. Red Notice had a 36%. I, again, I don't love Rotten Tomatoes for all sorts of reasons, even though friend of the show, not friend of this show, eventually maybe, friend of Too Fast, Mark Hoffmeyer works for Rotten Tomatoes, and I, I love him, so like I don't want to talk ill of his employer, right? But like, yeah. I think the way that people rely on Rotten Tomatoes is unnecessarily, like it's too much. Uh, but just for quick reference, Red Notice had a 36% from critics, this has a 47%. So, like, this is... They're both bad. Like, they're both rotten in terms of the, rot, the, the, the tomato, the meter, right? Scale, but, like, yeah, yeah. this one is markedly better. Like, 11% is nothing to sneeze at. But Red Notice, 92% from the audience. This, 90% from the audience. So, like, just normal people who, are like, have Netflix. Like, Netflix's core audience like both these movies a lot, right? So Yeah, so, they, yeah, they're going to keep making them. Yep. I have a question. Yeah. Is Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. the best-looking man to ever be shot with a lens flare? Because... When they put that, like, lens flare halo around him, he is literally an angel. 
there's a scene, it's not that scene, but there's a scene where he is tending to his wounds where he's shirtless, and I'm just like, no ma- no man looks like this. Like, No, he's we, gotten even more ripped. He, it, like, it was Fight Club level, Brad Pitt in Fight Club level I ripped know. for this And movie. he hasn't been in things. Like, it's not no. like Captain America, like, where Chris Evans was Captain America for, like, six movies in a row or whatever, like, where you can't, like, the whole Thor, like, dad bot thing, it's like, really, you can't not look like a superhero because, like, it's so hard to get back, so, like, you keep it up. But this is causing, like, I'm going to take four years off and spend time with my kids, and I'm still going to look better than I ever have. It's like, well, this is not fair, man. What yeah, are you doing? <laughs> exactly. It's just me. With that scene, I'm like, Jesus Christ. So the answer to your question, maybe, probably. Is he the hottest person to, or the best-looking person to ever be shot with a lens flare? Maybe. Homophone Association is fighting someone while holding a flare one of the coolest things you've ever seen in a film? Because I'm like, why have more films not done this? Am I that missing it? That was a really it? cool scene on the plane. Yeah, I have, I've never seen that, I don't think. Because the smoke, like, the, the trail of the smoke is such a cool effect. And, I, and like, the bright red light of the flare. I was like, yo, that is something really fun, on, like, in a movie. I really, really like that. Like, it's like a tiny, tiny snippet. But, like, take that out of this, you're like, whoa. That was, like, that's going to be stolen a lot, I think. Because one of, the, one of the film critics I follow who writes for The Atlantic, David Sims, on Letterboxd, wrote why is every action sequence filled with smoke he did not like this movie and the only one i can remember is that flare scene and i loved it like i know that there's probably other like smoke and whatever like it's probably masking cg like that's why it is right yeah Yeah. exactly you're just covering shit up i get it but that one it's super cool because he's using the flare as a weapon and also earlier in the movie he like shoves a guy's head onto the like firework dispenser as it explodes i'm like how did that not like immediately kill the guy because like jason pierre paul blew his fingers off yep with a firecracker like an m80 yeah and this is like you know a million dollar firework or whatever where gosling holds the guy's head over it and it does not like decapitate the guy it just like chars the side of his head i'm like how is that what yeah i there's i mean there's a lot of play with like chris evans gets like 50 grenades shot right next to his leg and is totally unscathed throughout the movie like through right. the like running through the building or the the palace or whatever so yeah they, they don't care about that they're you know they're they're action movie superstars right they're they're yeah. superheroes right so, for sure yeah I did not think the sound like the sound disappoint like I felt like all the gunshots were like muffled I think especially because we came off Den of Thieves for too fast like you, like you mentioned earlier like the gunshots and that are so loud like that's trying to be heat in like heat like this is how like actual gunfights sound because we like actually miked the street right yes like, yeah and I feel like Den of Thieves was very similar in that regard where it's like these are gonna be loud ass gunshots and here just like pew 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 pop and like even like the punches like weren't landing with an authority as somebody who's deaf and needs to have their tv on like three thousand volume to hear anything i kind of appreciated it i get that but like did you notice that it was like tolerable for you yeah i did i did and i enjoyed it there was parts where like this and then there was like parts where they, they did get really loud like for some other kind of action sequences and i was angry at those but i'm glad that they kept the gunshots in range where like i didn't have to constantly turn the volume up and down throughout this movie which is more realistic and arguably a lot better but for me personally like as preference i want it to all just be like loudness just crunched to a nice middle level to where like like, i want to be the opposite i want to be oppressed with sound i want to be drowned out with explosions and then turn stuff down if i need it but like i had this up pretty like because like especially with action movies i want to like have just like like feel like i'm a part of it and i'm just like it's missing man and like it's not 
I don't think it's like just shitty sound mixing because obviously they have money for it. Like it's, it seems like a choice because it's like consistent pretty much without the movie. I'm just like, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I think it's to sell people like me that are deaf. Maybe I don't know. It's it is. It's it's interesting. I it that's definitely a me problem, and it's a me problem only not because I don't like the loudness of the sound and being inundated with sound. It's because on the back end. Whenever they go to talk, everything's a whisper, and I can't hear anything that they're saying. I get it. Yeah. Like, so that, again, totally me. If I'm in a theater, it balances out better because, like, big room, right. lots of lots of things. But in my house, if I'm watching this on Netflix, I, I enjoyed it this way a little bit more. Yeah, fair enough. I think one of the things that was super cool that I don't know that I've ever really seen in another movie is that at one point in this movie, Gosling— you say it. Go ahead. There's a couple different things that this probably apply to, but there's the scene where he's trying to get a new passport. Oh, no. Okay. And the guy, like, so Bridgerton he wants to get this thing back because the, the necklace that Gosling gets, so the the first, the story is that he gets tasked to kill this guy, and as he's about to kill this guy, the guy's like, I'm also... Take this thing, yeah. Yeah. I'm also one of you. Like, I'm exactly like you are. I was recruited by Billy Bob Thornton. I'm also exactly the same kind of thing. They're trying to clear up, you know, they're trying to get rid of me because I know too much or whatever. So he gives Gosling this necklace with this little, like, you know, flash drive, USB thumbstick, whatever, like a like SD card on it, right? Yep, yep. And on the thing we eventually find out is that, like, it's information that shows that Bridgerton is, like, he's been sort of cheating or he's been, like, scamming or, like, you know, going above and beyond to, like, his advancement was not just because he, like, was good at his job. Like, he was, like, scamming people. Like, there's a whole, like, shadow, sinister, whatever in the CIA. Yeah. And so trying to expose that. He mails the thing to Alfred Woodard from C, and then he's just trying to go around. Like, he's trying to get out of town. He's trying to get safe because he, like, you know, they want to bring him in because they, they know that he has this SD card. They want to blah, blah, blah. They want to kill him. Yep. And so yep. he's on the run the entire movie. So at one point, he's trying to get a new passport. And this guy who, like, is, you know, this connector or whatever who's ostensibly there to help him out opens this trap door, the gosling falls into like this like Silence of the Lambs esque well, right? Like Very he just much falls so. down. Yep. And he's down there. And he's got like the stuff on him. Like he's got like his backpack or whatever. Cause like I was thinking like how do you leave him down there with the stuff? But you know, you can't really be like, hey, take off all your clothes or whatever so I can take a picture. Yeah, let like, me that, let me like pat you down before you come in to get your passport picture taken. You know? Like. So yeah. So Gosling falls down into the hole into the well and he's got like, you know, a couple, like, he's got a gun and whatever, and he's got his little backpack of stuff, but, like, he doesn't have, like, a ton of things, and yet he manages to, like, rig up this, like, explosive device MacGyver and all sorts of stuff. a bomb, yeah. But he also, like, creates himself, like, a vest, like, a flotation device, and, like, opens the well and floods the well, and he, like, ascends up the well. I'm like, this is, like, I know it's such a niche thing that, like, I haven't seen before, because, like, when else is somebody in the well? But I'm like, this is such a cool set piece. I'm like, this Agreed. is, like, I've never seen this. A hundred percent, everything about it, like, he takes the pieces that he has, the pieces that are there, breaks open the thing, flo- floating himself up it, genius, yeah. I really like that, that's, like, an idea that you have that you're like, oh, man, like, why is nobody ever, like, like, if, like, you're watching Silence of the Lambs, you're like, if they just floated that and she had a flotation device, you just float to the top and walk out, and you're like, bingo, that's awesome, I'm glad we saw that on film. So what was the scene that you thought I was going to say was my favorite part or a really cool part? Like You're like, oh, just go ahead and say it. Like, What was your pick for that? What did you think oh, I was going to say? I really, really enjoyed when Gosling is riding on top of the train, uses the reflection oh, off yes, the glass yes, of the yes, buildings yes, 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 to yes. see where the guys are and then shoots through the train to kill them based just like where they are in the reflection as he's moving on top of the train. I was like, that's something really, really fucking cool. 
I thought that whole thing was like the best action set piece in the movie. Like I love the well yeah. thing, but this was like a whole big thing that I think was like it felt it was either good CGI or like a combination of CGI and practical because like it, was, it felt yeah. real. But that it was part too was fast re- for me. But that part specifically, when I saw him doing that, I was like, again, this is something that I'm like, put that's really cool. I've I haven't seen that before, and I really enjoy it. I thought that what you said before of him looking in the mirror to see like where the guy was coming and shooting him was great. I also think the part where like the metro, like the tram is rounding a corner and he has to wait for the train to straighten out to shoot the guy. I'm like, that's super cool too. Like there's things in there that like, it reminded me of like, you know, remember that bus fight on Sha- in Shang-Chi, which is oh, like, yeah. this is yep. super yep. cool. Like there's, I don't think it was like the best. Nope choreographed or whatever but i think there are a couple things in there like their reflection and like this like the waiting to turn i'm like this is really kind of cool like minor things that like they got right that i haven't really seen before i agree that's what i'm saying there's like bits and pieces of this movie that i'm like these are very interesting i'm glad you got to play with these things and you did specific things like that that we just discussed very very well and i and i respect it tip of the cap good job and there's also in that scene, Anna de Armas is like in an Audi next to it, and she's trying to like have Gosling jump onto this so they can drive away. Yep. And like she's like up and back and swerving and whatever and trying to stay safe. A guy in like a van ahead of them opens up the back of the van. He's just got like a rocket launcher in the back. And like I'm just like, I just kind of like laugh. I'm like, that's so over the top. Like she like swerves out of the way. It's just like, yep. oh, of course it's like a rocket launcher. It's just like, it's like in Fast and Furious 6 where Roman's like, they got a tank? Like, it's like, how? Where, wh- why do we have to deal with this now, right? Just like, we're, we've are we got enough to deal with. Now there's a guy with a rocket launcher, like a grenade launcher or whatever. Like, this doesn't seem fair. Yeah, that that was like, you know, a little over the top. But I'm like, I'm watching this action movie. Like, we're going along. Fuck it. I'm down. I'll ride. There are a couple other, like, I wrote down, like, I took other notes about, like, different things. But there's not a ton that I think is really, like, I... I thought that the backstory for Gosling of that he's in prison because he killed his dad, like defending his brother, I thought was kind of cool. Like we don't learn that till the end, but I thought uh, that was, you know, like I that. Was, I, I, it was okay. I mean, like, I don't know. Cause I guess you had to tie it in. Cause he says like, you killed a bad guy before. I think you'll do it again. How do you know? I'll do it again. Whatever, whatever type situation. And so Blue like, even like, I would have done the same thing if I were in your situation. He's like, how can you, like basically how can you trust me? It's like, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Which like, I get it, but it was like, it was all right. I like the later he uses the, like, the power of the dad torturing him to, like, get out. You know what I mean? Like, that, like, flashback of the, like, the cigar burn. Like, when he's fighting Chris Evans and he has his head underwater mm-hmm. and his dad's, yeah. like, doing the same. I like that part better. Yeah, like, what do you think of that whole, like, final fight? Like, because I thought, I thought eh. Chris Evans, like, brutality was cool. But the rest of it, I was just kind of like, this is, like, what we're ending on? A hand-to-hand combat for the final showdown, I get. I don't know how I. I don't know how I would f- change it. Um, but right. I was like, okay, yeah, I guess that works. The cool thing, like when he pushed his head through the vase in the, like the fountain, that was cool. Chris Evans selling hard, like wrestling selling, like the owl that burns on the flare burn on, the, on my back that I just got from beforehand. Kind of cool flares again. I'm down. I don't know. It it was the end of an action movie. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I can't come up with a better ending myself. So I'm like, uh, for having such clever little tidbits that we really enjoyed, that part I feel like you kind of just like sold the cliche, right? It's like, eh. In spite of all the sort of the mediocre ending, like the uninspired ending and whatever, 
I think the reason to watch this movie, as we've sort of been saying, especially if you're listening to this podcast, is for like the Ryan Gosling charm and like one liners. Oh yeah, it's are great. there are there any lines that you remember that you wrote down that you particularly loved that Gosling said? Because I have a couple written down, but is there anything that you wrote that you remember or that you took note of that like that made you laugh or that you really loved? No, I I snuck mine in as we were talking. Um, what were some of your favorites? There's the part where the first time, so after he gets out of the well. Because, like, Chris Evans shows up with his, his goons or whatever, and he kills the guy who, like, uh, you know, put him down there. Chris Evans maces him in the face. Yeah. And Gosling just goes, come on, man. Like, just well, stop. It. Like, just come yeah. on, man. <laughs> and then immediately he's like, you must be Lloyd. He's like, how do you, like, basically, how do you know? He's like, the white pants, the trash stash, it, it leans Lloyd. It's just a very funny, like... <laughs> Yep. Like it's just like I know of you and like no one else is gonna dress like you. No one's got that douchey mustache. Like, come on. I was talking to Bob, my friend Bob, who I do How to Win the Lottery with uh, yep. a podcast book club, a book club podcast on the on the network that comes out every other Thursday. Um we were talking about this movie and he's like, I think Gosling is good in it because he just plays it tired the other entire time. Like it's not just the charm, he's oh, just like yeah. exhausted. And I think that's work. It's just like, come on, like I don't have time. Like, I know you're you because like you look look at yourself in the mirror like no one else is you right yeah, so like like it's a disgusted kind of exhausted but also still badass i get it yeah there was something interesting in this movie that that's like the last thing that i really want to bring up that i also thought was an interesting play that we never see is um we get a shot of them in the emergency room and we talk about marvel movies a lot we talk about fast and furious movies a lot and we're like oh you like they just like totally destroyed rio and in this, they, like, totally destroy Prague. But, like, uh, we never get a shot of seeing everyone in the... Like, the emergency room is fucked. Like, every hospital in that area is just crushed. Right. And, like, to see it in this movie, I was like, oh, that's just, like... Like, I'm glad we acknowledged it, that they, like, injured a ton of civilians. And, like, all these people need medical treatment now. Because, like, not all of them are going to be Ryan Gosling that's just like, oh, I'll just, like, slap a piece of tape on it and, like, keep I'll go fighting. A We'll wind up at a veterinarian's office, like, where he's like, is this doggy mouthwash? Yeah. You're like, what? Anna de Armas, when she kidnaps, she kind of kidnaps Gosling. She's like, we're getting out of here. I think it was after the, like, I thought it was a question or sounded like a question. Again, like, after they get where they're going and they need to go again, he's like, we need a ride. I call Not Trunk. Which, like, instead of, like, calling Shotgun, she's like, I call Not Trunk. It's just a very funny, like, a dumb line. Don't know if he improv it. Don't know if it's in the script. Probably would fall flat most of the people. I call Not Trunk just made me laugh. I, thought, I, lo- I love that. Yeah. And then the only quote that I wrote down from him, I think, is at the end when they're fighting, like, they're, he's fighting Chris Evans in the fountain. And Chris Evans punches him in the head and then, like shakes his hand in pain because he like punched with the hand that's missing the fingers yeah and he just goes do you miss your fingers lloyd but not even like a question just like he says it like as flat as possibly yeah. can be he's just still getting used to it but it's just like it's funny like hey do you miss your fingers like of course he fucking misses his fingers like they're finger right you know what i mean so yeah yeah the only thing that i didn't really find super believable is that when that guy uh danush i think right the the sure indian actor yeah. He's just like, these are not honorable people. He gives the necklace back. I'm like, that feels kind of convenient. Agreed. Yeah, there, there was they there took some outs in this, but like, you know, whatever. Action movie. Again, I chalk, like, chalk it up to action movie. Chalk it up to being Netflix. Like, there was many times that I'm like, this just feels convenient, but whatever. That, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it. Um, I don't think that I have anything else in the end. Uh, bugs... Jessica Henwick, the, the sort of the right-hand woman of Bridgerton, 
shoots and kills Chris Evans. Yep. Uh, because she went to Harvard with him with Anna de Armas. She's like, I always knew he was corrupt. I'm going to pin everything on him. All the stuff that my boss was doing, I'm going to pin on Evans because I'm going to use this as leverage and like accelerate my trajectory upwards, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, uh, I'm going to need your help from time to time. Like, you're going to go back to prison, but I'm going to, you know, let you out to like basically help me out. And so they go back to Virginia and Gosling is like kept underground, basically. And the daughter, now that Billy Bob Thornton is dead because he gets shot Not and killed daughter, and sacrificed himself. Niece. She's also there and Gosling breaks out and they escape and they're on the run, whatever. Um, so they set very clearly up for another Gosling movie or just like in that world or whatever. Her, so there are, possibly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, again, like, I think we said the same thing on Red Notice. Like, I'd watch another one. Sure, why not? Yeah, same. I Gosling Charming, everything that... There was lots of... There was a lot of things I did like about this movie, so... And it's just fun. So, yeah. Like, blockbusters are meant to be fun, man. So, I get upset when you're, like, hypercritical of the minutia of a blockbuster. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's just meant to be dumb fun. Like, you know, yeah. like, I don't think they're trying to sell us, like, art, film in this movie. Like Gosling's done that. We got Gos go watch Goss Beyond the Pines. There you yeah. go. Blue Valentine. Have fun. Or like any like most of the movies he's got coming up are gonna be like they're striving to be more than just this. Like this is like a just a generic action Popcorn movie in a way. And just like yeah. yeah, just enjoy it. Enjoy that Gosling is back. Like this pretend That's this is it. like his his ease, his return to cinema. It's just like he needs to like you know shake the dust off a little bit, shake the rust off a little bit, just do this. You know, he's back. I don't even now. think that. It was just like, oh, it's like yeah, th this is a good vehicle for him to be like, I took four years off and I'm fucking back because he's badass and he does great. So I'm sold. Uh, any other notes about the gray man? Any other thoughts? Anything else to say about this movie? No, I'm glad we gushed over it. I'm glad that there was parts that you liked too. We have a game. I don't know if you remember the game. Hey, what guys, what's in your hands? What's in your hands, guys? Oh, I, I don't remember it. why this started. I don't remember what movie we, we kicked it off with. But Joe, what are some things that Ryan Gosling held in this movie? A flare. Is an interesting thing that I've never so seen. So many weapons. The flare, particularly. Yes. A tween girl. Sure. Very true. <laughs> I don't think we've seen him hold a tween girl before. Yeah, because it was always like, he always has like some like weird instrument or something. You know, like it's always mm -hmm. like a clarinet. Or you're like, why the fuck yes. do you have that? Like, or like, you know, electric guitar. And you're like, why are, why are we watching this? There's the scene in the vet where he's fighting, where he and Anna are fighting the lone wolf, the guy who gives the necklace back, and he, like, pulls scissors out of his leg that he after gets stabbed, and, like, he also, like, sets up, I don't, unless I looked down when I was taking note and I missed it, like, it looks like he gears up the paddles to, like, shock the guy and, like, doesn't get, to, he doesn't use them, right? He just, like, sort of, like, gets oh, ready I miss to use that. them. I missed that. Another one of my favorites is, like, he, like, beats someone up with a parachute pack, Mm -hmm. So, like, that's also a little interesting. Like, having a parachute pack, sure, but, like, also then using that as a weapon when you know you're going to need to use the... Oh, that's what he does. He, like, straps it on him and then wrong team bitches him and, like, hits it and, like, shoots him out the side of the plane, too. So, yeah, he, he definitely had some interesting things in his hands in this movie. I'm trying to think if there's anything else of EpiPen. particular note. EpiPen. Again, lots of weapons. Bubblegum. Bubblegum in the opening scene, fire extinguisher in the plane. That's because they go to kill him, and he like sprays the guys in the face with the fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at some point, we don't we don't see him on screen with it, but the record he puts the record because they have that like oh, that yeah. song that is playing when he kills the guy when he's defending. When he does that, I like when he like gives the record to the little girl at the end. I was like Rachel, I'm so thankful he saved Jazz to be able to give her this record. 
He saved jazz, and he, you know, he continues to save jazz. In every single movie, he makes sure that people know about jazz. Exactly. It was not a jazz song, but even still. Yeah, in, in the ballpark. Yeah. All right, do you want to watch a trailer for this movie? Uh, yeah, I... I, I think Nef- Netflix is historically terrible at trailers. Okay. But this is posted by Netflix on May 24th of this year, so just about three months ago. The Gray Man official trailer, Netflix. 17 million views. Two minutes and 11 seconds. Ready whenever you are, brother. If you look, the top comment on here with 7,500 upvotes, I don't know how to pronounce the first name, Danush, like the guy who we talked about before, it's like yeah. people came to this movie for him, right? So. Oh, wow. Okay. Also, somebody with 12,000 upvotes, Chris Evans spent 10 years playing the most pure good guy in the MCU. Mm, not sure about that. And now he's taking any opportunity to play a villain. Love to see it. So, okay. okay. Three, two, one, play. They shot this movie literally everywhere. Also, multiple places were um, F1 track. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. There was like a part at the beginning where they like go from like Baku to like uh, Monaco. And I was like, Rachel, are we just watching the fucking F1 season here? I guess we should say that the uh, title of this movie is that like Ryan Gosling is the gray man. It's like these people who kind of exist between spaces, which is like they can kind of, you know, they're kind of off the grid. See there? Oh, flare scene. Good job. Yeah. I like that. There's more smoke. There's more smoke. You hurt? There was a really funny you thing where he is first. in that shootout that, that outside. One's... That's a good quote. They have something they really want. It, she's like, are you hurt? And he's like, my ego's a little bruised. That was like mm-hmm. another one that he says like dumb shit like this the whole movie. But there's a scene outside where there's a shootout and he gets handcuffed to that like park bench. And like, yes. Chris Evans like, can somebody please shoot the guy who's handcuffed to the bench? And yeah. Gosling fires three bullets at a guy who's trying to kill him, and then he goes to fire the fourth bullet into the handcuffs, and he like he's out of bullets, and he just like the look of sadness on his face. I was just like, that's so funny. It's, it's just like yeah. so palpable, like how just like, oh man. Being inside the fireworks in the beginning of the movie was pretty cool too. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Baywatch had a the, the final action set piece was in fireworks? No, I didn't. Okay. This score just sounds like it's a Marvel movie. Maybe not anybody. It's selling it as more serious than it is. I, it's selling it in the idea Pretty that it wants... serious. Yeah. Yeah, that they just made it look like a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's fair. Which I guess, you know, it, it kind of is because it's the Marvel directors. It's Captain America, right? Like, it's... Yep. Apparently, future Ghost Rider. Who knows, right? But you know. Next up, the Google game. I don't. I didn't pre-do this. I don't know if this is gonna work. But if we do Ryan Gosling, the Gray Man. What are the autocompletes for Ryan Gosling, the Gray Man? There's a Chris handful Evans. that you can get. No, no names actually. None of these are names. Okay. Shirtless. No, but you're in the ballpark of a few different things in two different ways. Tattoos. Nope arms again you're getting closer in one way but keep going chest more broad than that shoulders <laughs> no like literally more broad than that wider more generic torso even more generic abs no that's more specific more generic body body is number two okay, okay. how do i get that sweet sweet body and then 
what's the thing that people would Google to get that body? Workout. Workout number one. So we got workout, then body, then trailer, premiere, interview, cast, review. Last one's salary, but there's one other thing that you were kind of... What was the first thing you said was arms? Was it the first guess you made? Shirtless. Shirtless. This is in that ballpark for a different reason, though. One Tattoos, more thing you can guess. biceps. No, you're going the wrong way. Different In the ballpark, but different direction. Geographically correct, but you're on the wrong track. Watch? You're much closer now, but wrong. Necklace? Nope. Still keep going. Hands? No, you went the wrong direction. You're back on body parts. It's not body parts. Okay. And I said tattoos already, so it wasn't that. Yeah, no, people, things people are Googling, like people that they might want to find something. Wife? I don't know. What is it? What's the last Jacket. one? Jacket. Oh, damn it. And we did drive, too. Motherfucker. Yeah, you, and you had, like, arms. You had, like, arms. Shirt, and you were talking, torso, like, you were doing, yeah, shoulders, exactly. everything. I was very close. You're right. Sorry. I also do love in this movie where he's, he... He keeps he asks a couple people, Are you a forty two long? Like the first time he asks yes. was to change clothes with a guy, and then the other he just gonna kill a guy. But after he swaps clothes with this like e gamer, like this like cyber he goes into a cyber cafe where like all these people are playing like StarCraft or whatever. Yeah. And he sits down and he trades another thing in his hand, he trades a cell phone for a pack of Skittles. Um to the guy who like isn't paying attention, he just, you know, leaves the cell phone there or whatever. Uh but that's another thing in his hands. But I just I thought it was funny to see him like in a cyber cafe surrounded by I think he's in like Thailand or something. Like he just ran up like all these like Thai kids playing whatever computer game. Yeah, he's just there like clearly not in the same thing. Like he's trying to figure out what's on this SD card. That there's like kind of a fish out of water a little bit. Okay, now we're gonna do the letterbox game. We have so many games. I, I thought your your favorite game was next, but it's next next. So the letterbox game, which I think we patented on here maybe, but we do every week on. It's the only game we play on too fast really. Yeah, we go on letterbox.com, one of the a social network for films where. Mad Max Fury Road is one of the most popular films on Letterboxd. It's been seen by 1.1 million people. The Green Man, which just came out a week ago, directed by the Russo brothers, starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Anna Armas, has been seen by how many people? Good luck. I, I, I don't even know where to begin because I feel like this number changed radically since when I last saw it. 200,000. You're too high. 115,000. You're much closer, but you're still too high. Okay, uh, 96,000. 99,000. 99,137. 99,137. That's a lot for a week. Average rating of 2.8, most common a 3, then a 2.5, then a 2, then a 3.5. How many of those 99,000 people have this in their top four favorite films of all time? Oh, this is going to be so fucking skewed because, uh, I don't know, uh, 25. Too low. Fifty-seven. You're very, very close. Fifty-five. It, it's but that, that number so also. New. I think it was like fifty-two, like yesterday. Like it just, it's all over the place. It's so new. This is like, oh, I watched this this week. This is my favorite movie of the week, or whatever. You know, or best movies of the month. Or, you know, like that's that one's really hard when it's that new. So we're gonna go to Richardson Martins at Taito Martins on Letterboxd. The Green Man came out, and I must say. It's not a totally bad movie. Again, this is somebody who has this in their top four. Just keep that in mind how he's describing this. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Not a totally bad movie, but if we compare it to cliched action films starring, for example, Mel Gibson and Bruce Willis, I think this film is a masterpiece. Okay. Even if I'm not a fan of the Russo Brothers, but I'm in the notion he has a lot of mistakes and also skipped several bows or bows, maybe from Mark Greeny's books. 
Okay, so like the guy who wrote the book that this is based on. Okay. I like the John Wick and Jason Bourne mix they tried to make here. And of course, Ryan Gosling, which is literally me. I hope it improves the quality with the sequences because they left a very strong hook at the end. Five stars. So I picked this guy because he says in the review, Ryan Gosling is literally me. Three of his four top favorite movies, including The Gray Man, which is number four. Two of the other three that we're going to guess are both Ryan Gosling movies. So which Gosling movies do you think Richardson Martins loves the most? Two Gosling movies. Uh, La La Land. No. Oh, my kind of man. Okay. Um, the I Nice Guys? People... The Nice Goss. No, I think that, that, that makes more sense to me as a guess than La La Land. But no, you're not right. Um... A movie that we've mentioned several times this episode, and then one we did not mention this episode. Uh, the Place Beyond the Pines. Nope. Um, only God forgives. Nope, but they are both from the last decade, so they're they're more toward the back half of his career than like the, the more recent half of his career. Oh, which did, are where you're guessing, but no. What is it? The the first man. Nope. We mentioned. I that would if- guess. Let's see here. In Ryan Gosling's filmography on Letterboxd, they are behind La La Land, the second and third most popular films of his on Letterboxd. Okay. Enormous movies, movies that. People love him in that are great movies. Drive. We, Drive is number two. Um, number one is probably Gosling's longest movie. Longest. And I will say that I, were, I I mentioned, I don't remember why, but I mentioned it last night, I think, when we recorded. No. When we recorded uh, the Den of Thieves episode for Too Fast. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this. And I don't remember why. Damn. That doesn't help me. I don't remember. Um, hmm. Ana de Armas also in this movie. Oh, shit. Playing a robot. Oh, Blade Runner 2042, 2049. 2049. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049 and Drive and The Gray Man are one, two, and four. And his number three is one of the biggest movies from this year. A movie you and I both saw and really, really liked. And you have a special connection to, I mean, we both really like a thing about this, but like you claim a special connection to uh, a big part of this movie. Oh. A very big movie from this year. Also a very long movie from this year. Huh. With something that you claim ownership of, even though I'm like, man, I like this thing before you did, but I let you have it. What? It, oh, that's weird. Now you threw me for a loop. Now my, you opened up new ports in my brain. Something mm-hmm. that, I, that I liked after you, mm-hmm. but I really, really liked, and it's from this year. Mm-hmm. Big movie. Did I see it in theaters? Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure. I know we talked about it. I'm pretty sure you saw it in theaters. I don't know. Hmm. Not a Gosling movie? Nope. Something that I liked after you. I'm not sure. Give me some other hints. I can't... That's... I'm not getting there. Very long movie from this year. Enormous movie. Uh, The lead actor is someone that you were particularly fond of. Lead actor. Someone you, you kind of claim ownership of in ways. A la Timmy Chalamet, but not Timmy Chalamet. Oh, what what female actress do I like? Nope, nope, not female. Male actor that I really like? Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya? I don't know, nope. Is it, like, recent? Nope. Um, hmm. You're gonna be so mad when you think about this. What is it? Tell me. The Batman. Oh, R-Pats. I fucking do love R-Pats. I really, really do. I know. You love them so much you couldn't even think of them. No, well, I mean, I, to mm-hmm. be honest, I thought the Batman was last year somehow. I don't know how. No, it was March. I think it was March. I know. Anything until June is the year before in my 
that. No, nope, not going to accept that premise. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm telling you, that's how it works. All right, Fire Ass Titles, renaming this movie in the style of High School Musical, which is the most bare essence what this movie is, description-wise. How would you rename The Gray Man? Six, but with the S stylized as a six, like seven. Oh, you think the six, the S, I think it'd be like S6X, maybe. But I can see that. Either way, that's pretty good. I do think that the the porn parody of this would be called the Gay Man. Oh, that's not a that's it's not a fire title, but it's 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 right there. How about how about Captain America? Not. Oh, okay. I'm trying. Like I had some while I was watching the movie because I remember we played this game. And I I they all went out of my brain. I think my first one was going to be six. So I think that is like the obvious. It also just feels like yeah, it's going to be called six. How about this Spirit Fingers? Oh, okay, okay. Because Chris Evans loses his fingers. Yeah, but the movie's not really about him, though. Like, it's kind, it kind of is, but it's... Flair. Okay, okay. Goswick is like, that. Sure. The Agent. The Agent. Ooh. Questions. Ooh, how about this? Pacemaker, or like, Heart Race. That was cool that they find her because she's got the serial number of the pacemaker in her chest. I thought mm-hmm. that was a, a nice little touch that I had not really seen. Uh, hunting, or Hunted, or Hunter. Emergency. Payback. Like, I feel like any Mel Gibson movie that came out last, like, five years could kind of apply to this, right? Like <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think it's enough. I think we did the good. final thing, though, and I don't know if you remember this, we used this for the next movie. I, it might be Barbie. I don't think we should, I think we should just do it for the movie that we talk about now and not worry about the future. Okay. But the most and least boyfriend material moments in this film. What was the most boyfriend material moment that Ryan Gosling did? And the least boyfriend material moment that he did. Looking at the little girl saying it's just another Thursday before he kills Chris Evans is like Very top sweet. tier. Yep. Like I think he, similarly, it's it's, it's leaving her the record. Like I know that you're gonna like, these are gonna be loud gunshots. I need to take care of you. Play this loud. Cover your ears. Let's go. You think the, the boyfriend material is almost like you know like the stepfather kind of like a loving father. Yes, yeah, figure, yeah, yeah. Right? of course, yeah, yeah. Um, least. least boyfriend, yeah. What's the least boyfriend material thing he does? I'm not. I'm not sure. What's what's not charming? Like, what does he do that's not charming in this movie? He probably says some, like, shitty things to Ana de Armas when she's... Oh, a thing that we forgot to talk about that I loved... What? Is when she's on the roof, like, they're outside the hospital, and she's on the roof. She's like, throw me a gun, and he throws her a shotgun, and she goes, and she tries to shoot the guy, and he just drives by her in a motorcycle. And she's like, it's empty. And she's like, why'd you give me an empty gun? He's like, I was going to throw you the bullets next. And she's like, oh... Why? Why would Who you throw me an empty, an empty gun? gun? Yeah, he's like, you ran away. Like, there's a very funny. Like, I, th- I think like that's not his fault, but I feel like, like there's some things. Who throws a loaded gun? You yeah, should exactly. never do that. I love that. I was very funny. Like that's it was you good. know. Yeah, I feel like there's probably things he says to her before they're really on the same team. Where like she's being mean to him, so he's mean to her back. That's maybe not super, but like even that is just like, come on, man. Like this is not the oh, most boyfriend movie. By the way, the least boyfriend material thing to do is shooting your dad. Yes, so that's probably not great boyfriend material. So it's, it's circumstantial, and I think that he's validated in the choice. But like shooting your father, probably not the most boyfriend material thing to do. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good. I also another like pretty good boyfriend material moment is like not killing the guy you're supposed to kill because like a little kid is right by him, right? Like you know, yes, yeah, I collateral agree. damage when even when protecting your like, brother. Yeah, from your dad who's beating him up. And shooting, mm-hmm. shooting your dad. <laughs> yeah, that's the most endless boyfriend material moment all in one. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, again, this is not going to rank highly. If we were, I think at one point we're kind of like ranking like most like most boyfriend material movie or whatever. Like this is not high on that list, but I feel like overall, like the percentage wise, very tilted toward yes as opposed to no. So yeah, but that was the Gray Man. So we'll be back for this show, I guess, next year for Barbie, probably. Right? So I'm ready. It's gonna be good. I'm very excited for it. I am too, actually. I'm really excited for it. If you want more of this, this nonsense, our voices, our movie discussions, and whatever. Every Tuesday, Too Fast, Too Forever, anywhere you get podcasts. It's Fast and Furious movies. It's movies similar. Right now, we're watching heist movies. Yep. You know, we got like 30 of these episodes. We got like 40 Zach Attacks. We got like 15 Magic Mics. But we've got like 250 Too Fast. So like, if you just like the sound of our voice, which I don't know why you would, but if you do, uh, there's plenty more over there at TooFastTooForever.com and just wherever, any podcast player, any podcatcher. You can get that, but that's what we're doing. That's where we are now. As Goslin comes back, we'll be back here. But, you know, there's nothing to talk about, like, until he does another movie. So, like, in the meantime, we're just watching those movies on repeat. So, join us over there. Yeah, please. But, yeah, email us boyfriendmaterial at cageclub.me. That's about it. I don't know I don't know what else we sign off this with, but, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you. If, if you're still listening after, you know, three years after we put out our last episode, if you're still subscribed, cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, please. If you're new, go check out Too Fast You've Ever. Go check out the back catalog of this. Um, La La Land, perfect movie that we kicked off with. Flawless movie. Wonderful. Exquisite film. Go check that out. But thank you. Do we have a sign-off? That was boyfriend material. That was boyfriend material. Your sign is Capricorn every corner of your mind. Says you remain my friend. My friend until you're mine